Hello everyone, I just wanted to record a quick disclaimer at the top of this episode. This episode, and I would imagine a few episodes after this, you will notice a wide variety of audio quality. And I just wanted to ask you to have patience with us as we get more experience and better equipment. I think the content of this episode is very worth listening to, so I would implore you to listen to it anyway and have faith that we know the audio quality isn't the best right now, but we are endeavoring to make it better. In short, be gentle. It's our first time. Now, on to the show. One, two, three, go! Welcome to Behind the Meat Curtains. I'm the Brad. And I'm Kat. Behind the Meat Curtains is a podcast in which we tell the behind the scenes of the stripping industry. Today's episode is brought to you by Backside Cakes. Whether you need a cake for your next event, want to host a private party, or have a thirst for the coldest and cheapest beer in town, you won't be disappointed. Perfect. Thanks. Today's kind of a continuation of the last episode we have. We're going to have uh, many similar, if not exactly the same, comp- uh, questions. But uh, can you do that again? No, I can cut that together. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, but then also we've seen that the conversations can kind of ramble a bit, which is what we want. All right, so now we're doing our around the table introductions, starting with you. Hi, I'm Imogen. Um, I've been stripping for 15 years, and it's been quite the wild ride. <laughs> My name's Rabbi. I have been a customer for the past about four years or so. Uh, do you have any other affiliation or just customer? Uh, primarily customer. Um, I also help out with running errands, giving rides to uh, some of the dancers, getting food, stuff like that. Cool. So. <laughs> I'm Amanda. Welcome I, back. Well, yes, I was here last <laughs> week. I have bartended cocktail waitress, and been a door girl at stars. I'm Rhonda, a uh, <laughs> frequenter of stars for the last way too many years, um, and BFF to um, someone very, very close to the industry, Cat. <laughs> Working at a strip club is kind of a unique job. I think it's not something that most people, maybe not most people, but many people wouldn't, it wouldn't be at the top of their mind to go there. So how did you get, how did you become working there? And when you first started it, was it like a shock to your system? Like, oh my goodness, this is crazy. Or did you just slip right in? Or how did that work? Yes, slip right in. <laughs> um, well, I, I kind of ran, I, I started sending nudes to people on the internet when I was about 18, and I was getting some, like, really good feedback, and so, you know. Really? I, 18, sending nudes, getting good feedback. What right, a thought. Right, right, right. right. <laughs> um, and so I was like, you know, like, I kind of feel like I should find a way to make money doing this, and initially I never thought I'd be stripping. I was thinking about, like, becoming, like, a playmate or something, you know, trying to, like, cleaning good, fun uh, nudity. Um <laughs> And then um, I, I had gone up to visit a friend in Eugene, Oregon, and I was like, hey, Laura, what are we up to tonight? And she said, well, 
um, I've got some things to tell you. And I was like, okay, tell me. Uh, and she said, well, my, my nipples are pierced. And I was like, okay, like, why are you telling me this? Um, and then she's like, and I'm a stripper, and do you want to come with me to work tonight? Uh, I, at that time, I did not think I would end up a stripper eventually. Um, but when I saw her, my childhood friend, on stage, spread eagle with her vagina for the world to see, I was in complete and utter shock and discomfort and, like, what's happening? Like, you know, really didn't think I'd end up being a stripper. But after a couple months of going into the club and helping her count her money and hanging out with her. That will just, do it. Because why not? <laughs> you know, I still try to get myself, like, a normal 9 to 5 in Eugene, but in the fall, it's almost impossible. All the college students are coming back. I did not get a job, and so I was like, well, I guess I'm going to be a stripper. <laughs> that was, uh, it'll be actually fully 15 years come uh, August mm -hmm. that I went on that journey and have not gotten off that ride since. What was, was it? super scary your first time, or are you being well, someone that since nude you were open with that anyway? Honestly, the, the being at the club for uh, a few months uh, on a regular basis with my friend, her entire eight-hour shift, which I, I think is kind of ridiculous. I mean, I guess I started off as a regular. Mm -hmm. I know, you're one of those weird regular girls that come to me. We always have the new dancers like, oh, my friend's with me. And I was like, wait, what? Yeah. I love it, though. Yeah. <laughs> It's better than I brought my dad. I love it. Oh, I've seen that too. I know you have. At that point, I was living with my parents in Klamath Falls, and I was like looking for any reason to leave town. And I, I didn't drive at the time, so I was able to take the train up to Eugene. So I was like, I didn't know anyone else in town, so like going to work with her was like the light of my night in life at that time. Um, but yeah, so then. Your shock period wasn't from when you started working, but from like your initiation period as a customer. Yeah, and, and, and it was a it was a real rough start because uh, my friend didn't feel like she could work at the like higher class clubs in Eugene, so she was uh, in Springfield working at a real not a terrible place, but a pretty divey spot. And so like I remember like seeing women that were like definitely strung out on drugs and like you know like you like you def like anorexic like think women with like you know things going on that I wasn't used to in my life. And I remember thinking like I thought strippers were supposed to be hot. <laughs> so yeah I mean when and I started working there eventually only for a few months and I'm like I'm not making shit for money and I ended up going to one of the nicer clubs in Eugene and making much more money and being like this is where the hot chicks are Yeah. but I mean attractiveness is interpretive so I mean those women were still making money at that club for listeners what's the difference between a higher end strip club and a lower end strip club is it well a higher end strip club is much harder to get hired at uh, you have to usually have a certain look to you, whether it be, you know, you have to, sometimes you got to look a little ex more expensive than someone who is strung out on drugs. Or anorexic. Or anorexic, yeah. So lower end clubs are ones where, like, you can, I mean, I worked with a girl once at this club where um, she was there just to get money for heroin, and she, like, worked and she got in the back and she did some private and then, you know, left to go do drugs. And then I was shocked that she was back the next night, you know, but they needed women to work. So it, that's kind of was part of what was going on. Yeah, and I feel like some of those girls, like people will go to those clubs, and I've, and I've seen it, because they think that they might have a chance, like, to go home with them. But, like, at the club that we work at, it's like, you no, know, you're, like, spending money. Like, there's no chance for, like, I like to say for, like, even an after party, but I'm sure it happens. But Yeah. I, 
Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I definitely, like, starting out in the industry and what was, you know, the, the lower end of experience, um, I think it really helps me to, like, uh, you know, recognize this, the full spectrum of the industry. You know, the women who are doing it out of necessity because of um, addiction issues or, or, you know, trauma or whatever, to then working in clubs that had a higher uh, expectation of the women and, you know, but some of those women, most of them are still are, you know, working out traumas. They're just doing it with uh, a bit more structure, I guess, and less drug addiction. Did the dive bar one feel more dangerous? Um, you know, I think that I, I'm just like a really strong, independent woman who uh, has travels the world alone and has never felt like I was uh, less powerful than anyone else Not in like my life. Not like a walking victim? Yeah. So, I mean, I, I, I feel like the experiences that I had that were, you know, quote unquote dangerous were matched at the highest end clubs I've worked at. Um, but that's, I mean, I feel like that's my personal experience that I don't like, like I said, I, I traveled in Mexico, uh, by myself backpacking for months and, you know, in, in other third world countries and never didn't feel safe. So <laughs> I, I don't think I have that same fear meter as others. As a long time bartender, you know, I've been at the club forever. Um, there are certain things that I do to keep myself motivated. I can go scream in the walk-in or have a drink before work or, you know, text my coworker and say I'm fucking quitting. Um, <laughs> Every or, day. Yeah. <laughs> or, you know, you tell yourself, today's going to be a great shift. What are your strategies to get through the day? You know, it, it's definitely changed from, you know, when I was 21 to where I am now. It's, it's been an, an interesting ride. Uh, I, I felt like for a long time, uh, just like I'd be, I would be depressed, so I didn't want to go to work, so I wouldn't go. And then I learned how to like turn the shift into being like, no, I'm like, I'm depressed in my personal life. I'm not going to let that affect me here and like actually use my own external depression to motivate me to make money and feel good about myself. Every time I see you, you're so fun. Like you're always clap. You're like a cheerleader on stage. You're very happy. You're yeah. The most energetic, like, well, and and that's the thing <laughs> is, is like <laughs> you are a cheerleader. I do not know how to be at work and make money without bringing that energy to the table. Like I, I really feel like uh, like who I am. My my internal tempo is insanely fast. Like what y'all see me on stage is like my medium speed. <laughs> oh Jesus. Yeah. And yeah. Because so, I tried to to do your routine today <laughs> and I like couldn't. <laughs> but I tried. Well. <laughs> well, the thing is, like, I, I did jazz, I did gymnastics, jazz, and ballet in my early years, and then I've always had a passion for dancing. So. A lot of the stuff that I'm up there doing is like actual, like you know, some uh, dance moves. Um, I definitely am bringing like I'm on stage performing a show. This isn't necessarily a sex appeal. This is uh, like come and have a laugh, have some entertainment. I hope you're smiling and having a good time, and I hope you're turned on. You know? Yeah. It's yeah, and I also like I said in the the last episode, I think a good portion of how much money you make you know, outside of what you look like is just what your attitude is there. Mm -hmm. And part of the waning money that someone can make over time um, because they start making less isn't even necessarily because they're getting older. It's just because they're getting sick of the job. Oh, definitely. That, that attitude just starts ticking down and then you're not making money anymore. Yeah, and I would say that um, I have chosen to uh, withstand my childlike wonder and not be jaded by my experiences within the industry in any kind of way. And so I've been able to make it to this point in the industry and still, like, ha like have joy. 
I mean, definitely I have those moments. Like, my name's Imogen. It's fucking hard for people to hear in a loud bar. It's a whole, it's a whole thing. What does it mean? Um, I mean, it's just a traditional English name. Essentially, essentially I was dancing. Like British English? Mm-hmm. Yeah, apparently from customers have informed me that it's also an actress or a name of a person in a Shakespearean play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did not know that. I, I actually listened to the musician Imogen Heap, um, and that's how I'd, yeah, she does like electronic, uh, like sound and then like sings on it, but I didn't, it kind of came upon it. I was dancing by Emma Jean, and no one could hear my name. They always thought the Jean was a, a Emma G. And I'm like, I'm not that much of a G, I'm sorry. Um, and then one person thought I said Imogen enough times, and I was like, well, it is now, yeah. Yeah, it's Absolutely, Imogen. Absolutely, you're correct. That's the name. <laughs> and then I wanted to make it like a burlesque name, a, a play on words, so I went with Imogen Nation. Imagination. Oh, oh. <laughs> First name Imogen, last name Nation. <laughs> it's already done, babe. I'm, I'm like on the internet. Oh, dear. I've been for years. <laughs> this is how you find me. Come find me, Imogen underscore Nation. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. And Branding. Yeah. Here's another question for you. Um, what would you tell someone that wanted to be a stripper? What advice would you have for them? Um, well, I'd say that if you have uh, struggles with addiction, don't do it because it is a job that gives you a lot of money real fast and it, it can be a slippery slope to bad decisions. I'm a very controlled person, so like I have not slipped into bad choices or bad decisions, but you know, if you're someone who's weak in will, it's not a good place. But if you're someone, yep. why not? Yeah, no, 100%. Oh, yeah. Yep. <laughs> you know, and it's, I've seen good women uh, slip into bad directions. But, you know, if and you're... Then you make good money, but then you spend it. And I've heard oh, girls... So in the, I, I've heard girls in the past, like, yeah, I made this much money this week. And I'm like, awesome. They're like, yeah, but I did the stripper thing. And, like, spent all the money. I'm like, you spent, like, you know, several thousand dollars in, like, a weekend? Right. On what? Like, well, stripper clothes. And something that worries me, too, is, like, <laughs> when I... What I mean, <laughs> young strippers are like 18, 19, 20, and then they're like, they worked for a couple months, and then they, you know, still have good, you know, insurance, or, or not insurance, sorry, uh, good credit or whatever, and then they get a loan for, you know, a $40,000 car, and they're making, you know, $700 you know, a month payments, or however much, and then, you know, they... they and now they're working the day shift at the club, the ones that we were talking about earlier with that run-down car with, you know, the bucket yeah. falling off. or, like, they just can't... <laughs> or they can't... Yeah, they can't afford the payments, you know, like, or they're not putting money aside. Like, I, I'm not someone who's really good at saving, but I always have enough, and I save to travel. I travel internationally and for long extents of the time, but I, you know, like, that's what I'm saving my money for. Like, I don't know what the future holds. Like, I'd rather enjoy my money now than work my ass off now and then regret like not enjoying my life do you have an escape plan my parents house yeah <laughs> what i mean is for like when i'm done stripping this is what i'm going to do are you going to be raised by your parents no I'm, I'm just teasing although my mother is my best friend we're very close and i would love to be roommates with her one day but my dad love him to death he's in the way <laughs> they're still married there but he's just not as fun as she. But uh, no, no, I, I have, uh, I actually had a realization over the pandemic is that um, my two dreams in life were to become a performer. When I was younger, I thought I'd be an actress or a dancer, um, but not stripping dancing. I was, I was actually quite Christian when I was younger, so that was never on the forefront of we my have thoughts. We another, another episode. Okay. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I, 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 
uh, I want to be a psychologist. That's that's been my dream my entire life was either performer or psychologist. And so I realized, you know, this is the perfect time for me to go to school and continue to do a job I love while I go to school to have another job I love for the future. Yeah. <laughs> Are you? I <laughs> Brought to you by SOPA. Do we have, <laughs> do we have questions on that list that work for the entire group, or should we improvise them? Um, we're improvising. I do think that the first question can open up to them. Like, what made you all decide to come in the club at the first your first time, and what was your experience? Were you shocked or not? And why do you still continue? I think that it actually club. does apply oh, yeah. to. Yeah. Uh, but you uh, have a little bit different warning. I can even answer that one eventually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is. Did you, did you, yeah, did you hear the question? Yeah. So what brought me into the club originally? And what was, yeah. you, were you shocked or what was your experience? Um, so what brought me into the club at first, so what brought me into the club at first was, well, going back really it was just more, I was relatively newer to the area. I'd only been here for max about a year. And so I was like, Young single guy. Hmm? And yeah, young single guy. Where's the hot ladies at? <laughs> and I was just I was passing by the club at one day and I was like, uh, might as well just stop in. I, it was never really my plan to like go on a regular basis or to really get involved with with the club at the time. But yeah, so that's really what brought me in and sort of just. It was a really nice dine outside. <laughs> yeah, it was 100 percent sad. I heard they have good wings. Yes. <laughs> I heard they have great, great working conditions. Great, great working conditions. Interesting cocktails. And cocktails. <laughs> um, but yeah, I would say overall that something that really kept me coming in though was once I figured out and found out that Kat and I were neighbors um, and just knowing that or getting to know people that were involved with the club, either dancers, bar staff, whoever it was, um, and just the friendly smiles that I got to know and get have the pleasure to continue knowing to this day um, would be the biggest thing that really has me coming into play and also I, with the business, too. Yeah, I feel like it, it definitely jump-started your business. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. And, yeah, yeah getting to know everybody and eventually starting my business that is quite involved with the club as well. When uh, you went in, was it a culture shock at all? Or was it like, yeah, this is what a strip club's supposed to be like? So, well, I, well, I, I wouldn't specifically say, He's turned his opinion around on those workers there. Actually, yeah. now he doesn't like them. <laughs> well, I'll see you later. No. Um, my first time in, really, it, I wouldn't specifically say it was a culture shock. Um, it definitely was a shock because I didn't spend much time, or really, I'm in strip clubs, so I didn't really have any expectations to it. Um, like, yeah, there's definitely shocks here and there that I was just like, oh, I didn't. Like like anybody that r goes into a strip club their first time, sort of just figuring out what's the gist with, with, strip, with the strip club, especially the one that you're going to. Um, so it, I don't know. I, the way that I would just really sum it up is it was like a 50-50 in a way because, like, yeah, there were things that I was learning, but at the same time I didn't really have any 
expectations at the same time. So, Rhonda? I wouldn't say that uh, that the expectations for me were different. Uh, the the like, I don't know. Coming coming into this mix, it wasn't even really my first time ever being in a strip club. Well, let's go from your um, let's go from your backstory. Why yeah, you did it? Like, like, I remember her first time. <laughs> well, so I have been to a strip club or two in my time. Um, I didn't frequent strip clubs, however. A few years, years ago, ago, I. You know, before I want to know what you. What was your first impression before this? Like, you didn't. Oh, you really really put me on the spot, spot here. here. Yeah. I am. I am. Yes, please. I am. Okay. okay. So, on. So yes, my my original thought of a strip club was it was one of those things that you did with your significant other on once in a while occasion with your significant other, and it was just something that was fun for the night. I never really thought twice about the the people that worked there, the people that frequented there, the things that happened there. I never even thought about it the next day. And then I divorced that significant other and that significant other, ex-significant other, started dating a stripper. <laughs> and that's when I really started thinking about what they do and do I really uh, we have have a teenage daughter at this point and is this something that I want as is this person someone that I want as a role model of my 15 year old daughter fuck no is what I was thinking at the time and I was pissed about it I didn't I didn't want this this new girlfriend which it had nothing to do with the fact that she was a new girlfriend and he was my ex it had to do with I have an impressionable 15-year-old daughter that is now spending week on week off with a stripper and I was furious about it and I because my impression was not great I mean I, I think back to what I thought of people that worked in that industry and I was fuming at him and I I, I didn't I hadn't been in there in a, in a really long time. I hadn't even thought about that place in a really long time. And then he brings her into this. We're very amicable co-parents. We're great with each other uh, as far as our daughter is concerned. But I just didn't want this impression on my kid. And then I happened to run into Kat <laughs> at a at a at a different <laughs> that is another story but i happened to run into cat at uh, another uh, at another bar pub um that we used to hang out in and cat's aggressively friendly <laughs> <laughs> that's an understatement yeah. <laughs> this, this, i made her be my friend <laughs> she's like i'm gonna make her be my friend <laughs> <laughs> she hated me that's, oh my that's God. why i asked her cat is because she won't let you not <laughs> She booked trips for us, and then uh, we both didn't like each other. And I still booked. She booked. She booked. No, I took her on a fishing trip. Even before that, we went. We went fishing, and she told me that she had already booked the trip and everything was set in place. And I was like, okay, well, I can't back out of this now. I'm screwed. I gotta go. So. I hesitantly 
get in my car. <laughs> that, Crying that, as you turn that, the key. That <laughs> I'm thinking to myself, how am I going to spend three days with this woman that I'm not even sure I like? <laughs> but yet, I'm I'm driving her to the beach, and we're going to... Not to mention the, the emanating puke smell from me vomiting in my car like three weeks before that. That's a completely another story. But we, we make it to the beach and we have this great time. We end up, the, the river was blown out. We couldn't fish. It was a disaster of a trip. It was, it was a, an oh, your, absolute, your tire blew out. I got a flat tire. It we was had to go a disaster. <laughs> It was such a mess, but we had so much fun, and we just made the absolute best out of that complete disaster of a trip. And so I made you love strip clubs because of this. You totally, you totally got me off track with how we how this all came about. So, so fast forward a couple of months of hanging out with Cat and coming into the club and and just getting to know the people that work there from from the bartenders to the dancers to the bouncers it 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 was so eye opening for me and i mean they're they're We're real people yeah. <laughs> yes. i refuse to believe that so We're real fucking awesome people, people. <laughs> Not all of us have all of our originals. Okay. <laughs> all right. Um, you took the words completely out of my mouth. Okay. They're, they're, it, it's it's such they're they're just real they're real people and I mean they're great moms and they're great children and they're like because their parents are old not because they're kids but they're they're like they're just great people and they're good employees and they care about the business and they bust their ass trying to make that place what it is and it 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 has taken my opinion of strippers and i i don't i don't even really like using the word strippers anymore oh i prefer I, strippers do, yeah and oh, a stripper I'm like, well oh, I don't, the reason why i use it is because i'm reowning it because if i refer to myself as a dancer it's like like that's really ambiguous you know like oh i'm a i'm a, I'm a dancer like what the fuck does that mean no i am a dancer who strips my clothes off while dancing and the world right now has stripper as the determined and this is how we're taking back the words you know as a woman I, I refer to my friends as bitches because I took back that fucking word and now I'm taking back strippers I, oh my I, god I'm so happy that you're here <laughs> you're wonderful I agree with that too because it's almost like if you say dancer or entertainer or whatever it's almost like you're ashamed of what you're doing oh yeah you're like you're playing to the narrative of like I'm doing something wrong so I'm gonna say dancer it's to like half lie. you and yeah, and then actually I've hit a point in my life where uh, my mom's side of the family is very conservative, but they're very accepting, but like I'm not fully out on social media as uh, as a stripper in my personal life, even though I've been doing it for so long, like I tell people almost every time I meet them, but my mom's side of the family, you know, I'm, I'm nervous of it, but like one of my friends, uh, one of my cousins is trans and the other one's gay, and if they can come out publicly, why the fuck can't I come out publicly as a stripper? Like, that's way harder shit to come stripper out Stripper lives as. matter. I think, that, <laughs> I think that we should make stickers. Stripper lives matter. We real, motherfuckers. We real. <laughs> real people. That's, that's I think I said this on the last awesome. podcast, but there's even... Like, I don't tell people how often I've been to the strip club because there's, there's... The stigma. Stigmas that come with that. Like, what oh, kind of person all the time. is a regular 
Well, I think for a female, maybe it's a little bit. <laughs> well, you know what's funny he is. To, he used to say it was his cheers. That you would come there, you knew everyone. Yeah, and yeah. well, I, I would say that, I mean, I feel like every bar might have regulars, including strip clubs. And and I do have, uh, when I first started stripping, that best friend I'd known since childhood who uh, got me into the industry, two, two things that were great information, which could also go to advice for new strippers, is, frankly, we make more money when we're a stigma, when we're not when we're taboo that like there's something about american that people interesting there's something about american people who are like oh man i want to be naughty like i'm good all the time let me go to that strip club let me be naughty for a minute you know and, and i think there's real some tr- some truth to like like sometimes i'm like no we fucking we dancers there's something wrong with us we tragic we trauma you know <laughs> like feel like, bad up we're drug addicts you know like well, you know, just just we're like single mothers <laughs> get, pay, pay, my, our college. pay my college bills you know and, <laughs> but at the same time like i'd rather just like be able to live freely and, and, and i've hit a point where i realize that my job is affecting me in, in weird ways of like dating and people with jealousy issues and stuff like that i'm like i will be alone forever if i have to i don't give a fuck i'm great oh that could be a whole episode yeah. too the yeah the jealousy issues, issues and yeah, the, 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 the whole misunderstanding on, so i married a stripper <laughs> so i did yeah, yeah. Dating a stripper, you know like I well hear and the other advice i have to my friend always said was the girls who get the most no's to lap dances are the ones who get the most yeses to lap dances so don't be afraid to put yourself out there and ask, 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 because eventually my, yes, my yes, 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 my, yes. My thing is a hundred no's and a yes is still a yes. Yes. Is, yeah, and you don't see that. Don't be afraid that, to fail. You see that at the club. You see the girls who are like, and like wait 15 minutes, right on the club. Yep. And it's effective. I mean, there's like two types of customers. The ones who come in there with a plan of like who they're into they're picky. They've got opinions about everything. And then there's a guy. You're the first one who talks to them. They're going to get the dance. Oh, no. There's the third guy, too. Oh, the ones who just spend any money. A, I'm really oh. not into strip oh. clubs. <laughs> yeah. I'm just... Yeah. I, I, I don't ever come to this place. You know, I actually win those assholes <laughs> over almost every time. Because I'm so genuine. And like, oh, I know a little bit about everything. Let me tell you what I know about your life. <laughs> I actually have uh, what I refer to as natural disasters on stage. Uh, one's the hurricane, where I use my hair to whip off the dollars the stage. Um, you are wild on stage. Yeah, and then I say things like, oh, man, your infrastructure was real garbage, man. you got to get better at that. <laughs> I'm like, oh, dude, that foundation? Oh, like, you really, that, that wasn't, it wasn't concrete, you know? <laughs> so essentially, I try to bring a little bit of everyone's profession into my performance in a way that they might, you know, connect with. I think you're great. Even just like when you're not on stage, when, you know, we usually open together. What is yeah. it? When? Sundays. Sundays. It's Sundays. It was like one of the early shifts, but we both open together and it's like, you know, customers kind of trickle in. There's no one there. <laughs> and they're like, the dancers hide in the back until we get busy. And you're always just like, like, what's up? I'm, you know, like you're good. <laughs> Well, I, like I said, I, I find that the, the who I am and that is best represented at the club is fun, playful. I, I'm literally done stand-up comedy a little bit up there. Like, I'm bringing, like, 100% energy. I, oh <laughs> yeah, 
you yeah you're the cheerleader if i can say if like to put you to any position as a dancer <laughs> there's like the ones that don't really do any moves they just like hold out the pool and like I'm, I'm hot i'm so hot like that's all and there's the ones that, like really are working it and you're just like dance routines you're like fuck yeah let's get this going like building yeah, up every guy yeah, you're just like yeah the jiggle you do the best jiggles <laughs> right i mean there's a lot of moves going on here but essentially i i love to dance in all ways of life like i i used to date a electronic music promoter so i was going to tons of electronic music i've learned how to dance to any fucking music out there and and be hypey as fuck you know well, and like i said the the attitude of people of the dancers means a lot i've said before like i just i came from home with a woman who didn't want to see me i don't want to come here in front of a woman who doesn't want me here right, right. <laughs> lie to me and tell me i'm interesting you know, to be honest with you i just don't think that i can do resting fish face in a sexy way like like if i'm like bitter as fuck i got like i go to the back and i'm like i'm like that i don't think i've ever seen your mouth closed yeah <laughs> You're always happy and smiling. I love yeah. anytime I hear like Madonna for I love Madonna. I'm you have the back. Back. Im- Yep, yep. Imogen's on stage. It's always like the 80 funky, <laughs> like upbeat, just like happy. Yeah, and you know, it, it, I think that there's a it's a sometimes a rarity the the women like me who bring the bubbly fun energy. The ones like I'm, I'm the party star and people get up and I, but I, they don't come until like the end of my set and then I'm like cool 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 you missed out on all that fun and now I'm not getting your money the next gal's getting your money like that's fucking cool but like that would be nice if you had you had caught on earlier but you know I'm just I'm happy for everyone to make money I, I hit a point in my industry in this industry where I'm like if we work together as a team and we support one another and we encourage everyone to be making money and say positive that one another we as a team make more money because it's like a rippling effect in but this it won't, area but it won't happen no there, there's it, a, it will have other guests on the show and They'll People understand why it can't yeah. work that well, way. <laughs> right. I mean, there, there's just, you know, I, I've spent a lifetime of trying to become the best version of myself. Every day, every year, I'm working on being in, like, loving my fellow, I mean, let me tell you, I was not this zen about it forever. You know, like, there was a probably solid eight years in the beginning of my career where I was more overly competitive instead of, like, you know, like, let's all be friends. I mean, I wanted to be everyone's be my friend, but when I wasn't making money and I was drunk, I was a fucking bitch. So I'm not, I'm not going to pretend that my past doesn't exist. I have definitely been the angry, competitive bitch. I am pretty zen. <laughs> but no, I fucking get it. Like, yeah. Every day. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to deny. Someone's out there just goes, no, I remember Emma Jean. She was. It was an, actually an evolution. It started with Emma, and then I was dancing at a club with a girl named Gemma, and they would do, like, rolling stages where, like, they would just call someone a Brit random. And so I was like, we're not working in the same name together. But then Emma Jean was my burlesque name at the time, and it became way too challenging to hear the very subtle sound of Jean. <laughs> yeah, all those vowels in there in the middle. No one can hear you. <laughs> I got a cat once. And I was pissed that somebody had taken my name. I'm like, that's not cool. They're like, no, it's going to happen. I'm like, well, it's fine as long as she's cute. And she was cute. And then she was the one that took her teeth out. And <laughs> when she ate. I'm like, why are you taking your teeth out while you eat one? And like, why are you not making her change her name? I was <laughs> I worked with a Fred once. And it doesn't sound like Fred and Brad sound a lot alike. It drove me crazy. <laughs> Drove me nuts constantly. Fred, what? Fred, what? No, okay. Ugh. 
I've never had to work with an Amanda yet. That's because <laughs> there's everybody. That's a boring ass '80s name that all the strippers are made. So they're like, yeah, no one's gonna use Amanda. They they want something fun. They're gonna go <laughs> super classic or super modern. <laughs> um, I, I I know that I'm not the host of this, but I, I, I'd like to, uh, Amanda and possibly Kat to answer their, how they ended up being, you know, bartenders at a strip club and what was the experience of it. Um, we are done. Oh, okay. So, oh, yeah, so Never mind. Things. Never yeah, mind. My, my origin story is the saddest of all of them. Oh, yeah. Because, I want to hear your, did we hear yours? No, we no. didn't. Yeah, we didn't hear yours. Which yet. is just, I was Are you going to be a buzzkill? <laughs> Only to myself. Okay, all right. we're ready. <laughs> I was super insanely conservative Christian and was like twenty one, something like that. Never like seen a naked woman before. Never drank before, and just like I just need to do this. Like I need oh to go. Yeah, and it was. Like, it was. It. How old were you? Yeah, 21. Oh, wait, wait, when did you get married? Uh, 20. No, I guess you're right. It would have been trade 23 because I was divorced when I was 23. I was I was married from 21 to 23, and it wasn't until after I was divorced. So it was probably around 23, something like that. Okay. Yeah. And to your point, because I have obviously have a bad memory. Uh, yeah, I had seen a naked woman there, but just my oh, wife. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 What was it like the first time you saw a woman spread eagle on stage? <laughs> it was. I remember. I don't know why this particularly stands out in my head. I remember a. I have a good idea why. <laughs> no, no. Well, I mean, there are a number of uh, stories. This particular story, one of the dancers had said something to me like, she thought it was sweet that I always just looked into her eyes, because I was like scared to look anywhere else. <laughs> Um, and I think she was even, I think she was even, um, like being kind, like she, she knew it was bizarro, but, um, but yeah, that's what it was like as I was still like gripping the table. Ah, ah. You, you know, though, so you just like wandered in there though. Like what made you, you're just like, I'm yeah. no, I lived in, like, in central Oregon my entire life. Oh, so you were in Bend. Bend was yeah. The and, first one. okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, this is first and almost only like, I don't, what year? I love it. I, I know a you right now. That's the my his name. I, yeah, I don't know. Call him that. No, he is. He's like the he's like 21, and he's like the most innocent kid ever. And he comes in. Yeah, he comes in. He's like very just like quiet and shy, and he's like. You can tell he's not like he's not like a pervert or like you know like you think strip club is like oh they want that he's just like a shy quiet guy he hasn't had a lot of experience and he likes people talking to him and he likes like you know just like new and I love him so much. That's I always, still why I go yeah, in there. <laughs> I think a lot of people come in there for that reason. Like you know yeah you definitely get that whole like oh you're coming to a strip club you just want you're a pervert you want to see naked girls it's like. When you go to a bar by yourself, you sit at the bar by yourself, and sometimes you'll get lucky and people make conversation with you. When you go to a strip club by yourself, no matter what, someone's going to come and talk to you. Even if they're just trying to sell you a dance, they're going to talk to you, and it's going to make you feel good. And then you don't buy that dance, but everybody kind of gets to know you, and I don't know. We just, like, have that – the more – it's such more of, like, a friendship vibe, and it's not always all about the money. We have – like, Jesse tips me shit. He does not tip me anything, but I love him. He's, like, my regular, and he's just, like, this sweet guy, and I see right into him. Like, you don't have a lot of experience outside of here. You don't have a lot of friends. Like, this is new to you, and you're just trying to feel comfortable. And 
And that's people what that's what they do. They, give, they give you they give you comfort. They give you um. Uh, people want people want companionship. That's, they yeah. they want someone to hang out with, just talk to. They that's what they well, want. Well, like you said, it's still my tears. Yes. Like if I'm going to go out to a bar, I'm probably going to go out to stars. Well, I mean, you're a seasoned veteran, yeah. so. <laughs> Yeah, I got pips on my. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, we'll get. And it's interesting the the strippers who gravitate towards those regulars and become friends and spend time. Like I, I, I'm a very individual person. I don't tend. I'm a very introverted a lot. Like I'm literally so bubbly, energetic, and uh, chatty at work because I spend infinite amount of hours alone with my cat doing nothing yeah. at home. <laughs> I'm just, that makes sense. Hey, I like those too. Don't look at me like that cat. I know you're a dog person. I know. I hate cats. <laughs> um, I mean, I love cats and dogs equally. Like, I, I, there's, I mean, I can win over a dog and a cat quite quicker than anyone else I've ever met. Like, I, I love these animals. But, yeah, I'm, it's just me and my 14-year-old. I thought you were going to say 14 cats. I was like, God damn it. She just 14 cats. I'm actually too... I'm too selfish for 14 cats. I only got one because I didn't want to share him with anyone else. So I think that might make me creepier. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> well, you know, animal rescue. But the downside is he's obsessed with me right now and will not stop trying to force cuddle me. Oh. I know, it's cute, but like... I have to force cuddle my dog, so I'm <laughs> Okay, so what do you think? What do you oh. mean? Oh, the scene it all. And do the weekly updates. Oh, and then you, you're doing the weekly updates. So essentially, uh, I don't know if it's so much as a scene at all, but like I have a list of like things that are, I have, th- I have a list of things that are my favorite uh, moments in my career. Um, and so like I, I just love like smacking my tits in people's like eye area. Like it's just been something that like brings me joy in life and them too apparently. And uh, this one time, Right. Who would have guessed? Um, Simple <laughs> creatures, you men are. All you need is boobs, ass, a beer, and an occasional basket of chicken. You shit. lie. Now, so, continue. Some, sometimes, a little, sometimes a little nuzzling and cuddling. Um, but, so I was giving this dance to this guy, and I was like, "This is like maybe five, seven. Well, I think it was more like seven, eight years ago." And I um, was, like, vigorously, like, sucking my boobs in his eyes, and I, like, backed up, and I, like, made a joke, because that's who I am. And then uh, his eye was open, and I just, like, shoved one of my boobs in that his eye real quick, and then, like, did the other one. And it turns out I actually caught his contacts with my nipple, <laughs> and I pulled it out. Was it stuck here, or did it just come out? Um, it, it flew. So that's the tragedy of it. Is apparently it was one of those like six month long contacts, and it, it and he was actually quite blind and couldn't technically drive home without that contact, <laughs> and he couldn't find it. I, on the other hand, this is on my bucket list of things that I could do with like my boobs and people say I, I've also tried for a black eye. They're just too real to like do that kind of mass damage. But um, when that happened, I like literally started jumping up, like throwing like a victory dance. Like if I just like made a touchdown I, football. I'm picturing the dance. Yeah, it, it, the boobs are jiggling. Um, and, and he was not into it. And I was like, come on, like this is like a story to remember. And he's like, I can't find my contacts. Like, I don't know, these are expensive. You know, he could not enjoy the moment. Which he was, was way in the wrong Did he still there. pay you for the dance? The dance. Yes, luckily. Oh. I, 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 I mean, like, honestly, I'm a fucking like bulldog. Like, you don't fucking get past me without paying me. I've even had a guy come back the next day and pay me like a couple hundred dollars for dances. My, it's probably because I'm a very honest, real woman. I refuse to lie in most parts of my life that 
every opportunity, a lot of things can be avoided with lying by just changing the subject. So I think that that can be part of why I've had good luck in not getting ripped off. Do you have a crazy uh, a strip club <laughs> story? I, I, in the more previous video, like one of my other favorite, like the the second on my top list of big moments was uh, I was giving a dance to a guy in the back, and I was uh, I, I've recently learned that one of the lap dance booths is incredibly small, and so when the chairs tucked in, there's only about a foot between the chair and the wall, and so I was in the back corner, and I was like I accidentally sat on this guy's hat, and so I was like like maneuvering and like balancing to try to pull the hat out and while I was doing this uh it's a five uh wheelchair and so I caught a side and I fell backwards oh I've seen this video I haven't have seen it video. yet oh show me I was like as you started talking I was like oh okay. my god it was so I, gotta I say, forgot it was her no, no, no. I've I, seen I, this yeah well after it happened it after it happened I went back to Patterson and I was like Let's fucking watch that shit. That is memorable. I was like back stuck in it. I could not get out of this 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 chair because my head was in that small foot position. And like if no customer was there, oh I could like God. I could have like army crawled out of it. But like I'm trying to keep it sexy. Oh, so oh I yeah, we were watching it. See, okay, well one day we'll have some videos posted with, <laughs> with this. Uh, so what happened in the video, video is I fell back, and then I was like, oh shit, like, I'm like ninja, I can get out of any scenario, like, I... I the guy has his arms yeah, behind his I, I head, was, head. Started, he's like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah, so I started flailing my legs, and I said, rescue me, rescue me! That's the verbal! That's what I said, rescue me! And then he grabbed the legs, and then he... He pulled well, it wasn't clear to me when you when you said it. Maybe you said it and I missed it. She <laughs> backs up and her and the chair tip back in like high school, like falling back in your chair. But the chairs aren't like the chairs in the club are not like small chairs. Well, They're, like, it's, really... it's a five wheel chair, so that creates if you get your weight off just slightly, you're more likely to fall. So I was trying to pull the hat out from underneath my ass. So I was shifting my weight, and then it wasn't supposed to be tilting, but I hit that that corner. Yeah, and so then I, like, tried to catch myself while I was going down, but it just fucking put me back in that goddamn hall. And then I was flagging my legs around me, like, save me, save me. No, he was, he, yeah, no, he, he was fine for, like, a second. He's like, oh, something's happening. <laughs> and he grabbed you by the ankle. Yeah, no, and honestly, there was, like, you can't see in the video that well, but, like, there was a moment where we almost fell again. No, no, but I almost fell again while he had my legs. And then I, like, had to, like, shift my weight over for him to, you know, like, I, it was, it is now my number second favorite, and you need to send me that fucking video because I've asked to show it to me a bazillion times and we never have the time. No, he, I, no, I told him to save the number on it. Like, like, we have this information because I went straight back there and was like, I need to watch it. That was the best moment of my fucking stripping career aside from the nipple and the contacts. This too is it. Apparently everybody in the club has the video except for you. Yeah. How did you get the video and not me? I've been asking for it. Because oh. I'm cat. I, I know. I love it. <laughs> Send it to me. All 
the videos. We're like, uh, this time this happened. Can we replay this for? Th Actually, we need to do a flashback for Saturday. We still have not rewatched Saturday night's videos. I have this vision in your house of a trophy case that has like a little uh, contact just sitting on my. Buy me that trophy because I'm into it. I'm not gonna make it, but if you do, and the chair perfectly preserved. Yeah, next to it, it has plastic on it. Yeah. Like, some wrap around it. I mean, that, that was. I mean, like I, I, I love comedy as part of my performance I so if something yeah, absolutely it. stupid and ridiculous happens like i need to see it for myself i experienced <laughs> it it's my turn to watch it and that's the end of part one of our episode yep sorry guys this is a two-parter thanks for listening and we'll see you on the next episode